This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. And for those of you who tune in on a regular basis, you know that Small Biz Florida likes to hit the road every now and again and do a little traveling. And that is exactly what we're doing today. We have traveled to Orlando where we are working, attending, and uh, providing some opportunities to uh, talk to uh, economic development professionals and those that support the economic development community here at the annual Florida Economic Development Council's annual conference. Um, as I said, we're in Orlando. We're at the Sheraton at Lake Buena Vista, and it's going to be a great couple of days. Always a great conference. Always a lot of great content, great information that comes out of this con uh, conference. A lot of great uh, economic development professionals will be here for the next two days. And uh, also a lot of technology companies that work in the area of economic development. And we've got one of those technology companies with us to kick off uh, this round of uh, interviews from Small Biz Florida here at the FEDC conference. We've got with us Mr. Dave Parcell who is CEO of Local Intel. Dave, uh, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thanks for jumping in here early at the conference. Well, thanks, Tom. It's a great opportunity to, to have a bit of a chat. Nice. I love it. And and I love uh, I love the fact that we're kicking it off with, with technology. Uh, you know, again, lots of folks, economic developments kind of, we think of that as that hardcore, just selling the region and out there doing, uh, you know, uh, fam trips and, uh, and, you know, doing exhibits. And, uh, but, but this is all about technology, what you're engaged in uh, with economic development. But let me start just with a little bit of your background, Dave. Uh, Dave is the co-founder of Local Intel, uh, which is an award-winning government technology company making online economic development tools that hundreds of uh, EDOs uh, and uh, EDCs have added to their website to showcase their location's advantages. Uh, Dave's professional background includes senior roles in consulting and local government, where he specialized in economic development and strategic planning. Dave's career also includes roles in banking, uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, Standard Chartered Bank, Bank of Scotland, and some military service with the Australian Army. Thank you for your service on behalf of Australia. Well, thank you, Tom. Um, so, Dave, let's, uh, as we always do here on Small Biz Florida, start with a little bit of your, uh, I gave a little bit of your background, but kind of give us that pathway. How did you get involved? Uh, sounds like you came out of banking. Mm. How did you get involved in technology for, uh, for economic development organizations? Yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a, a zigzag. So, uh, as the listeners can probably tell, the, uh, the strange accent. Um, it's actually from Tasmania, which is a little island off, off the bottom of Australia. It is a state. It's Australia's smallest state. And um, most of uh, people would know about Tasmania from Warner Brothers, Tassie Devil. Sure. So, of course. Uh, Bugs yeah. Bunny. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But uh, 
So I have seen a few Tassie Devils in my time. They're a little bit different than the way that Warner Brothers make them out. But in, in short, you know, like a lot of young Australians, uh, we finished school. Uh, then I had some time in, in the military, which was great, and then went, then went travelling. And uh, after a little bit too much university, uh, yeah, I decided to, to go into banking. Um, yeah, worked at a few of those banks, but in short, it just wasn't for me. I just found it, uh, you know, there wasn't a passion there. The money was good. And um, when I came back from, from my overseas trip, uh, I came back looking for something else. And uh, city planning, strategic planning, and eventually economic development kept popping up. So I, I, uh, I resigned my, my role at this well-paying uh, big insurance company in Sydney and uh, took, a, took a job working for a local municipality for $23,000 a year. My mum thought I was crazy. I was about 26, 27 at that time, <laughs> but it was the best decision I ever made. Uh, so it was an internship, and uh, as you can imagine, with a, a few life experiences uh, uh, preceding that, I, I moved up through the ranks pretty quick, 10 years working in government, so really understanding the challenges. Ended up doing a lot of economic development there, and then I uh, got poached, went and worked for one of the main consultancies in Australia doing economic development, land economics, so I saw the other side of the fence now um, and then I met a Canadian and uh, we got married and ended up uh, moving to, to this side of, of, this, of the Pacific wow. and it was sort of I was sitting on the couch uh, waiting for my visa to come in to, to do some work and I uh, saw a few little startups uh, just sort of pop up and I said oh they're, they're interesting I can sort of see you know in this dev space how they might be uh, useful but I could also see how they might not work as well and so I had nothing better to do I said well what would I do if I wanted to do something? So I, I hatched this idea, planned away, and then my visa came in. And I actually got a job offer and from a consultancy. And I uh, didn't negotiate on wage. What I negotiated on was time. And I said, look, I've got this idea. So I tabled the idea. I just want one day every fortnight to get in my truck, drive around, talk to economic developers, talk to small business, talk to big business, and just bounce this idea off them. So the business said, yeah, the consultancy said, yes, that's what I did. So for a year, that's exactly what I did. I drove around and had this crazy idea, developed this idea, which would become local Intel. And uh, yeah, after talking to a hundred different people, um, the idea was validated. Uh, I actually had a couple of municipalities actually give me money. Uh, for this idea, which is unheard of. And I started the company, luckily found my, my co-founder, who's the brains in the operation. He's the ones with the, the software engineering and uh, we started the company. So here we are about six years later and hundreds of clients and it's been quite a journey. Wow. Dave, I need to, I need to tell you, we've got to do two or three episodes with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's all kinds. Of, you got a lot of you got a lot going on there. You got entrepreneurship, uh, small business owner uh, uh, ownership. So a lot going on, Dave. Impressive work. So let's talk about uh, local intel. We are at the Florida Economic Development Council conference. This is all about economic development. Um, what does local intel do for that? that local or that regional EDC? Mm. Well, let's start with the problem that we're trying to solve. Like, you know, the, no doubt there's, uh, you know, entrepreneurs listening to this, maybe those that want to become an entrepreneur, maybe those that are just trying to like hatch their own idea, those that are sort of working through the early stages of their idea, maybe those in the first couple of years that are going through those really difficult uh, times of year. So what you, you know, what you've always got to do is come back to the problem that you're trying to solve. And the problem that, that I observe both in terms of working for government in economic development, then consultancy, and then on the outside was that economic developers, you know, their job, particularly those that are trying to attract businesses and talent. Okay. That's, that's not easy to do for a whole bunch of reasons. One economic developers, especially when it's just one or two, or sometimes, you know, some are wearing multiple hats. They're the planner, they're the economic developer. They don't have a lot of time in the day, okay? So that's the first thing. The second thing is 
uh, and this is particularly uh, amped up since COVID, is that the online presence of these, whether it's EDCs, EDOs, these municipalities, that is their number one marketing tool. Their number one means to communicate to people who may be interested in learning about their location. Okay, and the thing is that EDOs, EDCs, they're not experts in in uh, websites and right. you know, necessarily marketing communication, all that. So the problem that we're trying to solve is how can we help these economic developers make sure that when someone goes to their website, that they're really putting their best foot forward, that they're really saying, hey, this is a wonderful place to live, to work, to set up a business. Um, and we're trying to do it in a really a way that's engaging and saves them a lot of time. So what they can do is they can come to our catalog of little plug and play little widgets, little tools. Think of them as like visualizations. It might be dashboards, it might be a chart, it might be a cool map, it might be a combination of those things. And each one of those things talks about uh, a different thing that these economic developers want to highlight about their wonderful community. Hey, this is our quality of life. This is our amazing workforce. This is our amazing educational institutions. Hey, this is our proximity to road, rail, airports, and, and what have you. And so in short, uh, these economic developers or their website people can just come to our catalog and just pick whatever they want and then just plug it straight into their web existing or new website. And it really adds a lot of value. It really focuses on and showcases in a positive light what's great about their community. It keeps people on their website, which is just so important because the average amount of time someone sends, spends on a website these days, 10 seconds. Wow. And the last thing is it's more likely uh, with those factors at play to keep get people learning. And then hopefully they'll pick up the phone call or they'll make an action about, you know what, let's dig a little bit deeper into this community. Mm. Yeah, let's go there for a look. Can you uh – so let's let's uh, say a region or a county or a community, um, you know, has uh, is focused on manufacturing, small to medium sized manufacturing has a has a great workforce uh, within that community that that has experience in a certain segment. Uh, can uh, local intel help that EDO kind of target that segment? Yeah, so definitely. Um, I mean, the the classic marketing funnel we all learn this in our marketing courses is you've got to build awareness first in other words you actually learn to stand out from the crowd you've got to get someone's attention which isn't easy these days you know thanks to you know social media and what have you busy lives it's getting harder and harder to get people's attention but that's what we need to do build awareness so edos can do that through a variety of ways they do adverts and you know um you know whether it's online or whether it's uh, magazines or what have you uh, and then obviously once they've got someone's attention, most of those folks will go to their website. And then that's where we really come in, where it's like if you're lucky enough to get someone to your website, then we're going to make sure that they stay there longer and they, they understand a little bit better. Now, what we can do is some of our tools can really help, say they're targeting advanced manufacturing type business or sectors. We've got some tools that allow our, our, um, our clients to say, look, we really want to send that positive message that, and, and communicate the type of things that advanced manufacturers might be looking for. So certain types of workers, certain types of qualifications, certain types of universities pumping out graduates in engineering and the like. They want to know how big the existing uh, you know, workforce is, how many existing advanced manufacturing um, uh, businesses there are, and so on and so on. So we have tools that can can help support this narrative. So if you imagine a, a web page that that say you know Tampa Bay might have on their website about advanced manufacturing, you know they'd have an image, they might have a video they've done, they might have some some copy, and now if they wanted to, then they could just add plug and play a great little visualization to help tell 
that story in a slightly different way. Nice. And I guess from, from what you just uh, said, obviously a lot of data collection here. So I mm. would imagine the things that you can tell your clients, the EDOs, mm. uh, are probably pretty robust reports that you can give to your EDOs about who's visiting the website, the, the kinds of things they're looking at. Uh, is that, is that yeah. a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, no, that's very insightful. It's very insightful. So, yeah, we have you know analytics across everything because people want to know. They want to know how many people are visiting these tools, how long have they used them, how does that compare to the analytics that they have on their main you know website and pages. But talking about data, data is is one of those things. It's really it's really quite interesting if I just sort of deviate a little bit. Data is is critical, but it it's important to note it can be used in in different ways. Traditionally, economic developers have used data uh, and mainly because the courses tell them to do this. They go to an economic development course or they, they come to one of these conferences and, and you're like, oh, you've got to have a huge amount of data. You've got to have this and have that and load up ridiculous amounts of information on your website. And so what we're trying to introduce a little bit more is sort of saying data can be used for different reasons at different stages of the journey that who you're targeting is on. When they first come to your website, let's say it's an advanced manufacturing company or a site selector, they don't want to be overwhelmed with a 50-page analytics data report. They're just trying to work out, you know, if they're, if they're looking from overseas into, into the US, they just want right. to work out sort of where, you know, Norris, Florida is or where Orlando is or, you know, uh, everyone knows where Miami is, but sometimes some of these like less known places. So then you can use information and data there to start that journey. And then they go, okay, You've got my, I'm curious, I want to dig a little bit deeper. Then you can use that next little bit of data, not overwhelming them, to tell a little bit more story about, say, the workforce or broadband capability or access time to distance to market. Now they've been on them on your website, hopefully three, four, five, six minutes, and now they can start getting into deeper and deeper data because they're more and more engaged. So one of the key messages I would put out here uh, to listeners is that, you know, really think about how you can use information and data depending on who your target market is at different stages of that journey of the of the person that you're targeting to help tell your story so data is not an ends it's a means to tell your story and to get the result that you want which is a conversation which can then lead to some nurturing which can then lead to a client right i like it talk to us about the the complexion today of the corporate relocation and and you know, space. Um, it's, it's, you know, like any other type of, uh, industry there, it's cyclical. Um, there was a time a number of years ago, there was a lot of movement going on. Pandemic comes around, people kind of stayed where they were. Where are we today? Are, are companies looking to, to move to the Sunbelt, get out of the, the Northeast? What, what does it look like today in terms of, of movement for companies? Yeah, I mean, certainly there's been a lot of press on the flight of companies from California, particularly on the, the tech side. That has got a lot of a lot of press uh, to predominantly to Texas and to Florida. Um, both Texas and Florida have been quite aggressive in letting those companies know in California of the, I guess, economic financial benefits of, of doing so, as well as the lifestyle benefits and there's been a you know a huge huge movement um so you know whether that's sort of uh, going to be a long-term trend temporary trend i guess we'll wait and see one thing i've noticed from as an australian coming to north america is that both people and also businesses seem more flexible to relocate whereas in australia maybe because it's a smaller even though it's a huge country as well it's a smaller community people are less likely to relocate there's less places to relocate 
too. So, but what I will say, the big driver, the big reason that will trump just about everything will be talent availability. Right. Businesses yeah. will go where the workforce the, is. It's as short, uh, well, it's as simple as that, sorry. Right. It is as simple as that. So those places that can um, attract the workforce, either through uh, where the universities are or um, by having, I guess, you know, um, the opportunities for graduates moving from, you know, the, the fancy universities in the Northeast, um, they will be the ones that, in, you know, combined with other perhaps incentives and reasons, they will be the, one, the, the locations that attract, uh, you know, the tech companies, the manufacturing companies and what have you. Now, clearly, you know, if, you know, a Caterpillar relocating is going to need a few things that are a little bit different than a, you know, a, an up-and-coming tech company, but it all comes down to the single thing, which is talent and attracting talent. How does one find local intel? It sounds like to me local intel is needs to be one of those bookmarks for a lot of folks if you're looking for information about regions and counties and cities. Uh, obviously, there's information really for anyone looking to, to, to gather information about a region. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I'm proud to say that um, I think one of our first clients in Florida was Enterprise Florida. Florida. So that was fantastic. We were part of their uh, their project team that uh, when they completely redid their website and branding, uh, DCI out of New York were, were responsible for the website. And a whole bunch of our beautiful visualizations are sprinkled throughout Enterprise Florida's website. So look, I'm proud to say that Local Intel is helping to promote Florida to the world and to the nation, both not just at the state level, but our tools are being used to promote each of the, I forget how many, I think there's, oh, forgive me guys, seven, eight or nine different regions. Uh, and each of our tools are being helped to promote those regions. So um, yeah, that's something we're very proud of. And then of course, there's a whole bunch of cities that we're, that we're helping uh, as well. So in short, you know, businesses, whether it's site selectors or businesses out, look, outside looking in, you know, they may stumble across our tools when, you know, they go to places like, you know, city Miami Beach or Longwood or, uh, you know, various other places, um, you know, and obviously the economic developers, they can find out about us uh, by going to our website which uh, the easiest way is just to put in ecdev.org or uh, just Google local Intel. Very easy to find. And what is, what is local Intel's business model? Is mm. it subscription, um, contract? How do you engage your clients? Yeah, it's, it's a subscription, whereas what they call, uh, to get a little bit technical for a moment, a software as a service. So in short, uh, you know, it's a, it's a buffet-like approach, having a, a catalog of tools where the, uh, the, the economic developer can just come and pick, you know, one, some, or all of our tools, depending on the needs. And uh, this, the annual subscription fee will be based on which tool they, they pick and, and how many. It's, it's very simple. So we've got a whole bunch of really small regional municipalities, councils, you know, cities, towns that may have just have one or two of our tools um, because that fits their needs and their budget. Then we obviously at the other end of the spectrum, we have entities like Enterprise Florida, uh, even Invest in Canada, the federal Canadian government that uh, obviously have a, a you know, a huge amount of our tools. Uh, so therefore, you know, things get a little bit, little bit higher. So it's really modular, it's really flexible, and it really recognizes that every community is unique. All right. Uh, again, one more time, uh, Dave, how does one find local Intel? Uh, www.ecdev.org or just Google local Intel and uh, really straightforward. And yeah, uh, of course, I'll be here enjoying the beautiful sunshine over the next few days at, yes. at this conference. 
it is Dave Parcell who serves as the CEO of a EDC, an economic development technology company called Local Intel. Uh, Dave, again, thank you for taking time and and uh, stepping up first here uh, and getting us started here at the uh, annual Florida Economic Development Council's annual conference right here in Orlando. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host. We are coming to you from the annual Florida Economic Development Council's annual conference here in Orlando. A whole lot more to come. This thing is just getting started here. We got uh, two and a half days uh, just dedicated to economic development across the state of Florida. Stay tuned. More to come. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida, created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.